Welcome to Hebrew Hits Podcast. I'm so excited to finally have my studio. We built this. I mean, I built this and it took a while, but I finally have it. After having the show for two and a half years, I finally have my own studio. Today, we are going to be hearing from Moshe Klein. He is an emotional, holistic healer. He is the first one to enter the Hebrew Hits studio, and I'm so excited. You're listening to Hebrew Hits. I'm your host, Malia, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in to this show because that means that you want to succeed in life and you do not want to fail. Many of us go through such difficult challenges in life, and it's up to us not to fall victim to them. It's up to us to rise above it and to succeed. I sit down with people who have gone through real big struggles and show that they overcame them and are super successful today. It's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. Hebrew Hits is presented by TMC. Moshe Klein, welcome to the show. Why don't you come up on stage and uh, <laughs> let's hear how you're doing today. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. So you're an emotional, holistic healer. Tell me exactly what that means. So that means that I, I heal people from their emotional blockages. And I do it with holistic methods, basically. I do it with energy. I do it with whatever, whatever needs in order they should, um, they should get to be healed, mm-hmm. I'll use. I'll, I use regular therapy methods as well. But um, a lot of times I feel that some holistic methods will, will work stronger and faster. What are holistic methods? What does holistic mean? Holist- the word holistic means that they, it works from the whole, looking at the whole picture, whole. That's mm-hmm. the word holistic. So if someone has emotional issues, a lot of times they have some physical issues as well, spiritual issues. Um, so we look from the whole thing and we work with the, with the, with the whole body together in order to get to them, to their emotional Oh, that's so cool. So was this something that you've always wanted to do as a child? Because when when we think back to our childhood, we're always asked by our teachers, what do you want to do when you grow up? So was this what you wanted to do when you were a kid? And you said, I'm going to do this when I grow up. I, I, I don't think I, I ever like was thinking as a child that this is what I'm going to do. But I can say that I was definitely, definitely, you know, destined to this way like meaning my life took me to this way in what way so i went through a lot as a child and later also and i had to uh, learn skills how to learn skills and heal myself in order to get to a healthy place mm-hmm. and i just found myself really knowing a lot about it and in um helping myself with it and talking to people helping people and i just found myself in it that is so amazing so let's go back to your childhood you said you went through many challenges as, as a child can you name one of the challenges and like you know how that led you i guess to doing what you do so when i was when i was uh when i was like six years seven i would say i was um sick i had um a physical physical thing that's Mm -hmm. a very weird thing people don't usually have it i was all of a sudden like i was going into ketadalet and i was in a wheelchair oh wow couldn't walk couldn't talk there was a lot of things um a lot of things going on i remember like we were trying to figure out how to heal that we went from one doctor to the other my parents like spent it, all their money and all all their effort the whole family was like it was a lot going on and um and Baruch Hashem where I'm now thinking back on my journey where I'm now I understand a lot of things what was going on mm-hmm. I remember like being a year before I got sick I was in a yeshiva which was a good yeshiva you know it was a small community at that time people were not and not to blame anyone it was not people were not open as they are now it's a small community one there was not a lot of yeshivas not a lot of you know it was one chayder for like all the Hasidish people it was two actually but one where I was fitting in mm-hmm. and there was one Rebbe probably a Holocaust survivor or a son of a Holocaust survivor who was very, very strict, really strict. 
like strict is not a problem, but I think he crossed a lot of lines. And, what do you mean by that? Um, he was like a lot, very, I don't like to call it abusive because abusive is a very like strong word, but he was like really, there was no space for the children to breathe, I would say. Um, there was, in other words, like there was no space for a child to be a child. They what do you mean by that though? Meaning a child, there's an adult and there's a child. Like, did he do things to you that made you feel that you had no space? So not necessary for me, for me also, but more like for the other children. I am by nature a very sensitive person, very like, I'm very understand. Now when I'm, when I'm looking back, I see myself as a child. I was very in tuned into emotions, very in tuned into feelings. Mm -hmm. And um, I was... Um, seeing all these things that happened to the other children it really probably when i'm looking back i think this was like a big trigger for me it was very hard for me and it made it just like i couldn't handle it, it was a lot of pressure in that in that year like to be really you know really good and really understanding what they're ever saying every word everything sitting the whole time and if not it would go like Really, a lot of hitting, a lot more than in other classes. Oh, the Rebbe would hit? Yes. So you know. witnessed him hitting, he hit you and he hit other children yes. in the class? Yes, in, in, in more than, more than, like I, as of now, I'm talking to a lot of people from their traumas as a childhood, from mm -hmm. that years, from this places, there was a lot of hitting at that times. And to be honest, like I, I still... I'm not taking like a side in this meaning now for children if hitting is good or not I'm not getting into it sometimes a child is okay if they get not by know. a teacher though a teacher should not hit a child yes whatever this is like a, a whole different debate yeah. we're not going to get into it but even when I'm hearing back from people all their traumas that they went through as a child this Rebbe was like more than that and I remember my mo my mother told me that after my after I went out from this class, she my other my other brother she didn't put in that high that even that there wasn't like too many other options. She put him in a different high there because this was too much for her. Wow. And um, and and like r right after that when i went out from this class this whole physical thing started to get um for me like meaning i started to get weak and i remember like the first two weeks we didn't know what it is we were thinking i didn't feel good i was thinking that after two weeks i'll go back to Haider. it was like the next year and i was actually excited to go back because that Rebbe was an excellent Rebbe from the kitadalat but um it was um after two weeks, my mother told me another week, and then another week, and then, then I start. We went one and one doctor to the other, and then all of a sudden I couldn't walk. I don't remember exactly the whole thing, but I just remember seeing myself in a wheelchair at one time. Oh my gosh! You're and only six or seven years old. I was seven. You were seven. Wow. Yes. And and the way how I got healed is when I'm looking back. That's having a lot of space being able to have my space being able to be myself i think this is what what um got me back to a place where where i was more much more healthier much more in a better place and i don't want to bring out the point that if if a child goes through something that they should feel now that this is what happens to them it depends like what the child is. Every person has mm -hmm. the different sensitivities. And in these times now, there's a lot of help and everybody can go for help and they don't need to go through all these things. But that was like a big thing. And when I'm, the thing is also that what I, how do I know also that this was a big trigger for me? Because I remember that when I was like in Yeshiva Gedoyla, I was also by a, in a yeshiva, which was a very strict yeshiva. The yeshiva was a very a person, a big Talmud Chocham, a big Masmud, and I'm really grateful that I was in his, um, in that yeshiva, because he, t he learned me a lot of things, like I would never be able to learn the way I'm learning now without mm -hmm. 
But for me, the environment was too much. It was really strict. We had to be like, if we wouldn't be, we were a minute late in yeshiva, he was like really, really strict about it. And for some people it worked. And, but for me, it was like, I think too much because I remember like that from when like after my bar mitzvah till I went into this yeshiva I was mm-hmm. up and down I was pretty good my, with my physical level but when I went into this yeshiva I still remember today that it was one time I just couldn't put on my film my hand was shaking it took me an hour to put on my film whoa and, and at this point you're able to walk yes I was able to walk I was learning good I was a good because you were student. out of that bad situation yes. but now back in this type of situation again yes. now yes. your body you felt that it was yes. like contracting and not able yes. to move Yes. Whoa. So when I'm looking back at this, I see the cycle, how it went, that when I had too much pressure, that's how it, 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 got, it, it, it played out in the physical body. So the more I stu- later on, I, I studied it a lot, mm-hmm. this whole thing. You know, I, I also, after I got married, I had to bring a panusa. So in the beginning, when I started to wanted to bring a panusa, I started to um, learn with um, teenagers, talk to teenagers, deal with them. So I took a lot of courses and I started to understand how the emotional body works on a deeper level. And it's definitely that some children, you know, when they, when they have too much pressure, it can come out to the physical, to the wow. physical level. Yours came out in a very strong yes. way to end up in a wheelchair. Yes. That's huge. Did you ever tell that Rebbe? That you ended up in a wheelchair because of... I think of... he knew. I think he knew because the whole Haider knew. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, I think he changed a lot also the last um, few years, the Sereba. He's still teaching? I don't know if he's still teaching. I know that Haider that they took a new... Um, it was like, like I said before, it was a very small community. Even the Haider didn't have a, a, a rough for the Haider. But then when they took an, a rough for the Haider... The first thing that the Rav did was, one of the first things, what he did, he took out a few Rebbes he sent away in a respectful way. Oh, wow. And one of us was this Rebbe. And I think it was a very, not not on a, like, in a bad way, in a respectful way that he just felt that the children can't have this Rebbe. So that was one thing that I, that was great. That makes me feel good. It's like he knew that he was not going to keep a guy or a Rebbe that was hurting the yes, children yes and he knew that like sometimes like some of the rabbis they try to pretend it's not happening and they just let everything go yes. as is so that's a really strong point that that new rav did yes and now you know when i see children um, struggling with with a lot with physical things or with even in in, in learning things focusing or like uh, emotional things i i don't know like what it is but my whole journey what I went I just picked a few small things but Mm -hmm. really it's much more than that I really understand what's going on and that took me to really learn more about it and really understand myself more and the Mm -hmm. more I understand myself I understand better others also I want to bring out another point also which I think is very important Um, I don't want people to take it as that we shouldn't take emotional pressure. Like children shouldn't have any emotional pressure or shouldn't have any... I feel like there's like the same like there's a physical body, there's an emotional body. Mm -hmm. The physical body, in order to be healthy, they need to eat healthy food, they need to sleep normally, they have to... We have to do exercise. And the more stronger we are, the more we can handle. And even if we get a kick, it's fine. Same thing is with the emotional body. We have to build up the emotional body of a person of us that even if we have emotional pressure Mm -hmm. we should be able to handle it so what do you mean by building up the emotional body so so there's a lot of things with building up the emotional body a person should have their own boundaries Mm -hmm. that um so here's coming in a lot of techniques and therapy and also a lot of things that people should 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 have like to understand how emotions work there's a real emotional body and emotional things there's feelings and we have to give space for all the feelings to be there. And the more, it's like, it's, it's, uh, we can talk a little bit about it, but it's mm-hmm. like a lot, there's yeah, a lot to talk about it. 
but the more we give space for our feelings it's called isf is a big thing now in therapy okay. um internal family systems okay you ever heard from that it's uh, i've heard of big, family dynamics but not that internal family systems very is very now popular in the therapy world okay which is giving space for every feeling for everything that's that you have like if someone has fear feel the fear give the space make a picture of it and all different feelings so the more you give the the space for it it doesn't take you over so mm. the point what i want to bring out is that there's tools and there's build up that we can build up our emotional body and the more we build it up we can handle life life mm. is not a like uh, it's not a picnic there's a lot of things going on in and what I what I want to, what I want to bring out is that, like from my story, people can think, okay, we can't let children have pressure. We can't let children be in a chayder where there's one rabbit there's not so good. Or like we have to really, I believe we have to protect our children. I believe mm-hmm. even in adults they have to protect themselves, but still looking into it and really building themselves up the more they can handle like i i work with a lot of business people that's most of my clients people have big big businesses and they have a lot of emotional stress fears you know maybe things will not work out and they feel the fear just makes them stuck and all and um like hiring firing workers and they're afraid they have a lot of shame of doing certain things and the more we work with giving space for the feelings, process all the emotions, Mm -hmm. which this is a whole different thing that, which is called trauma, meaning if someone has like two of a big, a big um, reaction from an emotion, Mm -hmm. usually that means that this emotion is in them from when they were a child and it was never processed. Okay. So let's say if someone um, has an issue with, um, he is very afraid that He's not going to be able to handle this deal that he's doing now. Maybe things will not work out. A lot of times he had experienced as a child certain things that he tried doing. He was failing. And this failing feeling is still in their body. Oh, wow. When we heal that failing from the body, from their Mm -hmm. emotional body, we heal that. They're not so afraid of failing again. So they can take the risk to move forward. Wow. You know, what's interesting is like, I've always heard that the emotional, um, the emotional pain affects your physical body, but I never really knew anybody in like person Mm -hmm. who actually experienced such a thing until I met you. And it's so like wild to actually see that you were having this Rebbe who, you know, triggered you so much. You saw abuse happening, which you don't want to call it abuse, but I think that we can name it that. And your physical body physically shut down. And like you're really showing the importance of dealing with the emotional side. Yes. Like you don't need to go to all these doctors and get these pills and medication. Like you really have to focus on your emotional side and deal with it because if that's healed, then your physical body is going to heal as well. 100%. Yes. That's a big thing that I believe in. I believe in, I, you know, there's like a lot of studies made on that and a lot of um, that the physical is very connected to the emotional. Yeah. I see a lot of a lot of people having issues with focusing a lot of business people they can't focus a lot of times when we take away their emotional things they can focus much better and same as with the physical definitely 100 wow. percent um it goes the other way around also sometimes the physical a lot of times the physical can affect the emotional also i'm more focused on emotional yeah i don't know why it might be from my story it might be, um, I'm just like, you know, everybody, everybody's neshuma is connected to different things. And I see really that emotional is the is a big key in physical and the whole everything. Like I had a client who, after he got married, he had like terrible, um, every, se- every few weeks he was in the hospital, terrible stomach aches and like, they didn't know what's going on. Oh, wow. He couldn't breathe, this and that. And they took him like every... And he couldn't just... But when we start working on his emotional things that he went through and starting to balance his emotions to feel at peace with himself, all of a sudden all these things went away. 
but really I'm not focusing so much on people with physical issues. Mm-hmm. I'm more focusing on emotional. Okay. Uh, people with emotional. That's really my. Well, my, that's what my, you my, had yeah. as well. Yes. Like it's so interesting as you see behind the sign. It says Hebrew Hits Podcast, and underneath it says it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference, and literally like your life is that exact saying you went through such a trauma as a child and you took that trauma and you turned that into your entire business like your entire business is because of the pain that you went through so now looking back do you think that Hashem specifically put that pain in your life so that you can help others it's definitely I I don't know Hashem's but it's definitely um that what happened put me where I am. Yeah. Yes. And when was the first time that you actually like heard of emotional holistic healing? And when did you really want to start getting fully involved in it? So the first time I heard about it was like, like, like I said, like we went from one doctor to another doctor mm-hmm. as I was a child. So we did a lot of first we went to a lot of physical doctors yeah. and everything. And then we went um, also to holistic people and so i started to hear about this about these things and um after i got married a few years after i i had some i I was feeling weak you know not specific anything specific Mm -hmm. and someone told me about a class from from a doctor from toronto his name is dr lamoche okay and he told me i should go to that class it's it's worth it to go it was a two-year class and he really gets in deep in the whole body, how it works, every part of the body, and not only the body, the whole nature of the world, how it works. It was very, very deep and very, very nice. Um, and over there, I started to really understand how the physical and emotional works together, how the whole holistic body works. He was more focused on physical, mm-hmm. but... I took a lot of his knowledge of the physical and I turned it into emotional. Oh, wow. Like he was a very big believer in detox. He's a big, big believer in detox. Okay. Meaning that every physical problem that a person has is basically garbage in their body. Huh. So if you have garbage in your body, the body will always try to, to protect you. So it's creating, let's say, simple example is someone has teenage pimples. Okay. So basically, the body has toxins and there's toxins in the body doesn't go out. So the skin is another organ where the toxins can go out. So it's just comes out. Through is this from pimples. eating unhealthy, the garbage that you're talking about? So, so he was saying, basically, there's like eating, drinking and thinking and feeling. Oh, wow. Yes. Thinking and feeling yes. to create so, toxins. Yes. Because, so that's another thing. Feeling, tr- having trauma in, in you mm-hmm. or like feeling bad and having like negative thoughts, emotions yeah. is is a real energy in the body. And it's more toxic. Now, he was, he didn't talk so much about it. But now that I, that I studied it, it's more toxic than actually, than actually food. There's like, Every feeling has a different different places in the body where uh-huh. it gets stored and how it's it is. It's definitely um, connected. So where would you say, since we discussed fear, where is fear located in the body? I think in the in the in the stomach. Yeah. In the stomach, and also the it's called the solar plex is the place where all the emotions are stored. Okay. So there is like the main place where the emotions are, are are stored. So a lot of times when I see clients, they're emotionally like really unbalanced. I'll first thing I'll balance is their solar plex to just. So how do you do that? Place. So this is like with with energy I'll do that. So there's like there's a way how to tune into a person's body with energy, which this is that's another whole thing how I got into energy, mm-hmm. but I'm very like sensitive to emotion and I'm also very sensitive to energy. If I may say, like, how I got into energy. Yeah, I would love to hear because the energy thing is very intriguing to me. Like, I would love to know what techniques you use and what you actually do. Like, are you sitting there, everyone's closing their eyes? Or is it like you're putting a metal piece on their finger? Like, what's so, happening? So so what I actually do, I put things on them. And at the same time, I connect to them and I move around things. It depends what the person needs. Mm-hmm. So I got, how I got into energy is um, I, I took this course from Dr. Lamoche and I actually really liked it. And I was then thinking, you know, maybe I should start being busy with that. Mm-hmm. It's really something that I enjoy, this all this knowledge. At that time, I didn't think that this can bring me a panusa. Now, a that this can bring me an uh, income. 
Oh, par- you said Punisi? Yeah, Panusa. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, now, you know, that I deal with so many pe- business people and I know what's going on in the world, I, I believe this can also make for, for anyone who wants, like this can, people mm-hmm. can make a nice income from that as well. But I, so I was starting to ask around, like in this field, what is something that is, um, that is some methods that I can use in helping people in their, um, in their life, which mm-hmm. is something that I can make a nice income. And a few people told me, go learn HK. HK is called health kinesiology. Okay. Now, HK is a total different thing than the thing that Dr. Lamosh was talking. And it's interesting that I hear that, you know, and I remember like going, so I went to the, I called up the, teach, the teacher who was teaching it. Mm-hmm. And they actually, she actually was after the first class was done. And the secretary told me, you know, you have to wait another year because we're finished. I don't know what it was. I called back a second time and the actual teacher picked up and she told me, you know what, come down, we'll do it in person. It was interesting. Like now I'm thinking back, (laughs) it was like something that I guess I had to be there. So I took that first class. Well, Hashem was in your life guiding you. So I took that first class and to be honest, I was by that. When I was a child, I was once by a health kinesiologist also, but I didn't think when I went to the class that this is what it is. Okay. And I was sitting in this class, I was thinking, oh, this funny things, this is what I'm going to learn. This is this, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I went to the class, took the class, I took the second class. And after the second class, I was thinking, I'm taking one other class. I don't think this is something I want to do. I remember, but before I took the sec- the third, third class, meaning like every class was like uh, a week or okay. more than a week. But before I took the, the third class, um, my wife had a friend who had a child who was having a lot of issues with anxiety, couldn't sleep in their own bed every night, sleeping with their mother, okay. making a lot of... And my wife. The child is what, like seven or like a like a one year old? No, seven. Like a child. Okay. And I remember my wife told her about you know I'm taking this class. I'm thinking so. She said you know maybe and he's also maybe looking to practice some people. So she said to my wife maybe I can bring my my child. He should practice a little bit on it. I was so unconfident with that. I felt like this is not work. This is funny things, but you know what? Okay. So she came over with her child. I remember like I was working a little bit on her. I didn't, I wasn't confident knowing what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. I just worked in with him, with, with his child. And I went to the, the next day was the next, was the third class. And I remember in the middle of the class, my wife texted me, you know, my friend told me it was the first night for like a long time that this child slept wow. through the night. And I remember like, this was like a message. Okay, this has wow. some power. Yes. So this is this is this is working. Yes, that's amazing. And you probably felt so good, like, oh my gosh, like this is actually something that I help this child. Like yes. I could, if I could help this child with this, I could help so many people with so many other things yes. that they're going through. Yes. Wow. So I just took the third class and I started to put myself more into it. And the more I put into into it, like it was now it's uh, it's almost like eight years from them, maybe more like probably from when I started the, the energy classes. It was, uh, it's probably nine years or more. Oh, wow. And I see how strong energy is. And I see that it's really a strong thing. And I really, Baruch Hashem, it's not me, like, but a lot of people got helped through me from God, like, um, with energy. And that's just one story, someone that got helped overnight yeah. without you even more, finishing. That was, that yeah. was hardly really... Uh, but without even finishing the course, yeah, right. you know? Yes. Which is amazing. Yeah. That was like just like for me, I think, a reminder. Yeah. I believe like that really they they would need probably much more work in order to really heal themselves. So you're saying that was like a quick thing. You only saw that kid once. Yes. Okay. So what, how, how long does it really take for someone to get healed? So every, like, especially with the energy and the holistic, everything that's going on in your business, in your so, practice. So there's no really one answer for it. It really depends from where they're coming from. Okay. It depends, like, who they are, what their nature is, which kind, what the situation now is. So everybody's really different. And that's why, like, always when I see, when people ask me that, the first thing that I do is always I do an evaluation on a person to really get to know what's going on, and then I can always make a plan. Okay. And when I make a plan, Baruch Hashem, you know, I can say that I'm pretty successful, Baruch Hashem, with the work that I'm doing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, you know, there's really no, no, no one answer like how long it takes for someone to get healed. But let's say someone has a lot of trauma, right? In their childhood, like you had when you were six years old. Does it take like years or with with your practice, it doesn't take like, because I know people go to therapy for 10 years, like people are in therapy. This seems different than regular yes. therapy. So the truth is sometimes I feel people need therapy as well and I'll send them to therapy as mm-hmm. well. Sometimes I'll do a little therapy also. But um, so the way how I work is when I see a person, I make goals. Okay. So let's say if someone went through a lot of trauma, I'll focus, where do we want to get you? Uh-huh. So I'll give an example. If I have, I had a business owner who he was not able to, he made a lot of money in his business, but he wanted to pick up his business to a much bigger level. Okay. And he was not able to say no. To Just what? not able to say to no clients? to clients, to his workers. To say what, to really say what's going on. When I deeped a little more in, I saw that it's not only in his business, it's also in his house, it's also with other things, with himself. Mm-hmm. So the not being able to say no comes from a lot of things. It comes from low self-esteem, feeling that he's that he's not worth it, and it comes from probably traumas that he went through, failures that he went through, not trusting himself, all of these. But my goal was with him first of all. Without focusing so much on cleaning all the traumas and everything, mm-hmm. he should be able to be a man and being able to say no, being able to say what he wants and yeah. do what he wants. So I made a goal with him that we're going to work for three months. Mm-hmm. And after three months, I want that this particular thing should be in a place of 30% healed. Wow. In other words, he should be able 30% be stronger in being able to say his mind, being comfortable with his mind. Now, of course, a lot of other things had to happen in order he should be mm-hmm. able to say that. We had to heal some traumas, some perspectives, how he had it. So that's also part of when, when we say holistic, mm-hmm. that also means holistic. It's not only one thing. Like when you go to a coach a lot of times and they work on one thing, yeah. it's very good. And I'm a big chusad, like of coaching and everything, but really... There's a lot of other aspects that has to be in place in order a person should get where they want to get. Mm-hmm. Hashem, when we had when we were after three months, I think he was fifty percent with this particular better. Wow. better now. And this is with energy as well. Yes. Okay. I did a lot of energy work on him. Um, the 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 thing what I like about en- with the energy technique that I use is that it works. That basically it's not my mind that is telling me what's going on with the person. It's mm-hmm. basically that the person's body knows the best what's good for the person. Like the same thing that we said before, that if someone has teenage pimples, it's basically yeah. the body is healing themselves. If someone has a strep, what is a strep? A strep is also basically the body has too much garbage, so strep is a bacteria that eats up the garbage. Yeah, but strep you need to get medication for. You this don't believe like in all, that? It's not that I don't believe. Like for my kids, I give medication. For yeah. myself, I feel like we have to look also at the whole holistic okay. picture, like on the practical things. He has to go to school and he has to be whatever. But really, if someone wants, when I was in the Silomosha's class mm-hmm. at that time, I was really into it. I wouldn't give medication at that point because I, mm-hmm. I was really into it. And it's basically we have to detox the body. Interesting. So what would you say about, I know everybody has headaches like all the time. Like, what would you say a headache stems from? So headache, headaches is basically usually also too much taxing in the body that goes up in the head. Or it's sometimes um, toxic that's pressing on a muscle that the muscle is bothering in the head. So, so is it a thought that they're thinking that so causes it? Can it? Be taught, it can be it can be it can be feelings and it can be physical garbage, whatever it is. I, I wouldn't say if someone has a like a small thing that yeah. they should go through this whole thing. But if someone sees that they're like uh-huh. they have always constant headaches, traps and other things. Then they should take a look on the whole holistic. So um, what's a practical, the whole holistic way that you. Um, uh, l- l- let me just get back yeah. to the thing that we're in the middle. And then I want remind remind me that I have a question about okay. this. I hope I remember. Not okay. <laughs> so basically what I wanted to say is that the body knows the best how to heal a person. Okay. And that's that's. That's what happens all the time with the, with the, with people, and we don't understand. We're trying to, we're trying always to be smarter, mm-hmm. but really, and this is how the whole world works. Whatever, like, but 
the point yeah the body knows the best how to heal a person so if someone comes to me and i can just ask the body what is the best thing to heal that person to bring this person to that goal the body uh -huh. tells me i'm in the best place huh how do you speak to the body so we don't speak to the body the, that's part of energy the, the the thing is i don't know if we're allowed there's like a whole thing if we're allowed to talk to the body but there's the body reacts and okay if we can, the body always reacts for whatever we're doing and if we can pick up the reaction we know what the body says mm -hmm. the body talks meaning The body will always say if something is a negative thing, if something is not good, if something is the body's energy gets weaker. And you can feel that through these exactly. things that you put on the body. Um, I can and feel it just with my with my with my hands or with my feelings, okay. with my with my with energy. The things that I put on the body is a different thing. Is how I heal actually. Okay. But really, the the body will always if you go to a doctor even and the yeah. doctor says that this medication is good for you and, the, and if the body knows that it's not good for you the body's energy will get stronger huh. not always the doctor will pick it up but that's the tr that's how it happens if i say my name is a different name that, that it is the name is really connected to the person my body will get weaker it will react why would it get weaker because because it's not true uh-huh if i'm saying a true thing true to me my body will get stronger the energy of the body gets strong so i can just feel it just like this so if you, it, if i can feel like this if the yeah. energy gets strong so tell me we, how to feel something let's let's walk walk me through this so I'll, i'll give you one of the yeah the secrets okay so think about a positive thing think about something that's really should i close my eyes and do this what should i close my eyes and do this yes just um, okay think of something positive that, okay that's something that you're really happy about okay Now I think about something that you really are, um, you know what, be, be a second with this positive thing. Okay. Be a second with it. Now think about something that really bothers you. Okay. Do you feel a difference between your hands? So I'll tell you what I feel. When it was a, the positive thing, I felt like there was like this heavy force between my hands. Beautiful. And then when it went like, when I thought about the negative thing, I felt... First of all, something like dropped, like exactly. fell, and you it got it exactly. like in my hands. It didn't have that heavy thing I was holding. Exactly, that's what it is. That's what the energy is. Yes. Oh my gosh, it. that is so wild because I was trying to understand that's this whole secret. energy. No, I was trying to understand this whole energy thing, this whole interview. But now that like I just did it, it's it's wild. Like I really felt something in between my hands. Yes, and that's energy. You don't even have to touch the other person exactly. that you're dealing with. Just in the air. Exactly. That is yes. very cool. I'm going to use that now. Excellent. Oh my gosh, that's such a good tip. Thank you. Sure. Um, okay. So, there's a so, lot of ways how to feel the positive yeah. and the negative. So when I when I see a person, I can always... This is one of the ways, besides my intuition, how I get tuned into the person to know what's, uh -huh. um, what's going on. That's so cool. Honestly, thank you so much for giving me your little sure. trick because that was so cool. And that's just like a little, little trick. Yes. Now... Can you give the audience um, a practical way, let's say, for example, to get rid of a headache, like a practical way to get rid of a headache or if they have a wart on their hand? Um, I know someone that has warts and I keep saying, think positive before you go to bed. But yeah, it doesn't seem to be working. So if there's a practical way um, that people can have a takeaway that they can actually do at home, that sure. they can actually relieve a headache without taking an Advil. Sure. So the thing is, I I really I'm not so focused into physical, okay. but but I can but I can tell you what I use, which is similar to emotional. Okay. And that's with everything. Basically, everything in the world wants to be exist wants to exist. Okay. So if you have a headache, that means there's something in your head that is not in the right place, huh. meaning some some energy there. Okay. When you give space for the headache, the headache will go away. Just look at it, let it be, and you'll start feeling that it moves. Now, there's another very important thing. Uh -huh. The body makes a lot of resistance because it's afraid of letting it feel. Okay. So we have to give space for the resistance as well. So, so, for, so, so what you're saying is if someone has a headache, understand you have a headache. And then what do you mean let the resistance? Like what, it, what so does that usually mean? Usually when I have a headache, yeah. I feel like a certain resistance, a certain like tightness. Okay. So I started to look at the tightness and I give it the space. And there is a part of my body that doesn't want to look on the tightness because it wants the headache out. Right. Okay. So I'll give her that also space. So it's usually like a fight in the body 
which one part wants to wants to feel the tightness one part wants one part wants to be tight one part wants to break up the tightness okay. and that itself is creating a headache and then there's the actual energy from the headache in the head so you give for all the parts space and you let everything be look at all the parts which this is like another like i don't know if it's something you have to really practice with someone sometimes but okay. if you get it you get it if you give space for what's going on you just gonna get, get like you're ease. saying don't pay attention to it when you say give it space no just no like, do, do give attention oh, giving do space, give attention it's like it's like a child okay a child if i'm not looking at a child he's gonna make a tantrum huh basically he wants attention okay the headache wants attention so exactly. say, i have a headache i have a headache i have a headache I don't have a headache. say it just look at it like as if you look at something with a certain you look you go a little out of it you just let it be let it be okay and a lot of times we feel i can't let it be it's like too much so mm -hmm. look at that thought as well that's so interesting thank you for same, giving us all these like things it's so cool things with emotions yeah which is i which is a big part of ifs some people they have panic attacks and they're just like getting crazy look at the panic that it, it wants to exist okay it wants to exist look at it where is it in your body where do you feel it how does it look like so you, usually there's also a part of me that's gonna resist the 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 panic okay that's also a part look at that as well give it also attention when you look at everything, you let everything be. Look at your thoughts. Let everything be. It's the energy from it will slowly get out of it. Wow. So the more like we let things be, uh -huh. the energy from it falls apart. This the is same so thing cool. is also like even in, in communication. When you, from a worker to an employee, from a husband to a wife, from a, a lot of times we feel like we have to fight. Mm -hmm. If we give space for whatever goes on, we just going a little backwards let everything be everything will just slowly fall. wow like yeah i love that so you seem like you you really know what you're doing and like you love what you're doing and like you had in the past that like led you to this yes. and it's it's really really um very cool how the how it all happened you want Do to you, ask me a question i did want to ask uh, you a question and the question was if you can give practical oh, okay. for the headache so i i did ask that okay. thank you for the reminder um but now what i want to um ask you is have you seen since becoming an emotional and an an emotional holistic energy healer have you seen your quality of life like be better of course because really like the more I would say the other way around. The more I work on my emotions, on my health, on my physical health, on my emotional health, on my spiritual health, on my energy health, my life is much more quality. It's much yeah. more a more quality life, like in every aspect, in my house, with myself, with my learning, with my business and everything, because everything really is connected to emotional. And, and... And an uh, outcome from that is that I'm a better healer as well. Yeah. So I would say it's the other way around. Meaning, it's not that when I'm busy with the healing, my life uh. gets better. I'm focusing, the more I focus on myself, Yeah. I'm a better healer. That's amazing. So you're saying when you help yourself, you're able to help others yes. even more. Yes. That's amazing. So when I'm seeing it from the opposite way that I'm healing much more people, people are like mm -hmm. really getting healed. I see it. Yeah, I'm in a better place. That's amazing. So when you were going through your own healing, which you still are, was there something that was extremely important for you to have, like throughout the process? Like what would you say is the most important thing for other people who are starting to heal? Everybody's really different, what they need. Mm -hmm. I think if someone goes through something, if they have someone who is supporting them, uh -huh. a listening ear, understanding not trying to fix like a lot of times when when someone goes through something mm -hmm. we want to fix their issue just give them the full understanding of what they're going through it's also the same idea now that i'm thinking of giving it space ah okay let the thing be don't fight it so a lot of times children they just need children and, and teenagers and even like adults people go through things a lot of times with the healing 
not trying to explain them. They should be happy for the things that they're, they're having. They know they're good things. Mm-hmm. Their negative things, I don't want to call them negative, the things that bothers them need space, okay. need understanding and validation. I would say okay. this is like if someone else can give something, that's a very important so thing. So what if there's someone that is starting to work on themselves and they're getting the help that they that they finally need, but they are too scared to share it with anyone? Could that person of support be their therapist or you are you the support or so or? i'm not i'm i'm really not i'm more focused when i'm working with people on actually getting them healed i'm mm-hmm. not like but what if someone doesn't have that support system what I do they would, do I would, I would try to get them in touch with the therapist oh, okay. i can also be a little bit but this is also healing but it's usually like i'm really more like trying to focus really on the fastest strongest way to yeah. really heal them and this is like a thing that it's very important for them but i'll try more to focus to do the energy work yeah. if it's important or whatever it is and the thing is another thing also the more they get healed the more they can give it for themselves the more a person can even a person can have in themselves that i'm going to be here for myself no matter what what is going on what everybody what any other person is well, that's really strong so they thing. become they have a much more like inner yeah, strength exactly that's really that's also amazing that's really also when someone wants to know like that's that's one of the things that we have to sometimes heal in a person be there for yourself no matter whatever is going on around and if everybody's against you yeah or if whatever like have you had to be there for yourself if i had to yes and every the truth is every person because really nobody will get you as you can get you so right. even if someone tries to get you, nobody understands to you as strong as you understand yeah. to you. It's so true. like I, I sometimes have clients who they go to, um, there's like um, a lot of, you know, um, how is it called? Um, classes. Okay. And a few clients of me told me that yourself, nobody will be able, but sometimes you can also use some help in the yeah. side that you should be able to be there for yourself. That's, so That's a very, very important, important point. Yeah, it's very important. You know, I, I've heard, and tell me what you think. I've heard that like sometimes if somebody gets like anxiety or stressed out, the first thing is is I need to call that person because like like let's say let's say I'm driving and I'll get so stressed out, I'll call my mother right away and she'll help me with directions if I'm lost. But then there's that inner peace that when you finally feel confident in yourself, like okay, you're anxious, relax. You don't need to call anybody but you can rely on yourself it's exactly. like so important to be able to do that yes yes the more connected the person is to themselves mm-hmm. and the more like they understand that they're never going to lose themselves that's mm-hmm. also the thing no we can't lose ourselves yeah we can forget about it but we don't lose ourselves i could tell that you're such a worked on person because by the way that you are speaking by the way that you're like just understanding life People that are not worked on don't necessarily have that inner understanding that you have. So Thank it's you. very cool to actually see. And um, I could totally see that you use that in your practice as well with your clients, which with healing them. I have a little game to play. Um, it's just one question. I have since I wear caps all the time, I decided I'm not going to wear a cap today, but I had to have a cap in the interview. So I put some questions in here. All you got to do is pick out one, read it and answer the question. So we only do one. So ready? I'll try. Okay. But I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's not really a question. It's more like a deer. It's like something that you should do. Okay. We'll see which one you get. Name five things you are grateful for. Yes. I'm really grateful for whatever I went through because that brought me to the place where I am. Oh, wow. I love that. It's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. Yes. Okay. I'm grateful for my wife. I have a very good supportive wife and she's an amazing woman. I'm grateful for my parents that they brought me down here. I'm grateful to God. That's really the first one. You're grateful to the what? To the creator, God. Yeah, t- yeah okay. That's really the first one. I'm grateful for my life. <laughs> oh my, those are like really good five things. Like I thought like, okay, because I put that question and I was thinking you're grateful for food, for water, but those are really deep things that have to do with your life and I love it. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up? I wanted to say, yes, I think that's also very important. People feel sometimes that success in life Mm -hmm. is something that is out of reach. When you work on your emotions, there is like a lot of, I have saw and worked with people who have 
had who were successful and they felt blocked in certain ways that they couldn't get to a certain to a higher successful mm-hmm. place i feel and i saw when we work on your on emotions and your fears and your stuckness and your shame and everything and guilt your success arises wow with siata deshmaya but um, that's yes. amazing does that come from like your inner strength that comes from hashem like where does that come from what do you think definitely comes from hashem yeah. everything comes from hashem but Hashem created the Teva, the same like physical Teva, it's also an emotional. And emotional blockages is a real thing. If someone has shame... Teva like Noah? No, no. Teva means... Uh, Taiva? No, no. Teva means <laughs> Hashem put in in the world the way how it works. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Teva. 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 Okay, Teva. Yes. <laughs> the Litvish and the yeah. Hasidish. Okay, yeah. the lingo. Yeah. So there is the same like we're going to a doctor when we have a physical issue, mm-hmm. when we have an emotional issue, or when we see life is not working, or even if it works, you want to make it more work. Yeah. Which this is most of my, my clients are people who are successful, they want to be more successful. There is emotional work, emotional body that we can work on, and you can be much more stronger and do much more yeah. things and be much more successful in everything, in business and learning and relationships with your kids and everything. That's you just need to really work on your emotions. That's amazing. Listen, I really enjoyed this interview. You spoke so well, and I really, really have a real understanding of what you do and how important it is for people to actually get healed in this way. Um, so if people want to get healed in this way, how can they contact you and reach out for help? So I have an office. They can call my office. It's, What's the um, number? The number is 845-244-9066. Okay. So they can WhatsApp. So they can email also the same email, 244-9066 at gmail.com. Go email 244-9066 at gmail.com. If you would like to reach out to Moshe Klein about energy and holistic healing, go send him an email. And what's your WhatsApp number? 845-244-9066. WhatsApp or call. Go send Moshe Klein an email or a WhatsApp. All of his information is right here on the screen. And if you would like to get healed emotionally, holistically, using energy, it sounds amazing. be more amazing. successful. Yeah, you'll definitely be more successful. Thank you so much for being on the show here. It's so nice that you came down to the studio. Moshe Klein is the first person to ever be interviewed in the new Hebrew Hit studio. So I really appreciate you coming down today. Sure, my pleasure. You can also reach out to Moshe Klein on LinkedIn. Moshe Klein. He is the emotional, holistic healer. Thank you so much for watching today on Hebrew Hits. You can reach out to me, Molly Fivelson, on LinkedIn. If you have any questions regarding this episode, um, you can reach out to me and send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Please go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hebrew Hits Radio, and you can go check out our website, HebrewHitsRadio.com. This episode is available on all streaming apps. Thank you so much for watching here today. We'll be back next week, same time, same place.